All right, let's dive in. So today we are talking about workout splits. So we're going to break down, you know, full body workouts and, you know, body group, muscle group splits, PPL, some others you might be familiar with, when to use them, pros, cons, all that good stuff. So let's dive in. I think most of the people have heard of PPL or push pull legs for the ones that haven't heard of PPL. And that seems to be a very common workout split. I personally don't train like that. I don't like it because technically to get the best volume um, and hit every muscle group within it, you have to do like six days a week, right? And I don't personally train six days a week and I don't want to train six days a week. So for me, I do an upper a lower and then two full body days and they have different focuses and that works really well for me because four days is all I can fit into my realistic lifestyle and I think that's something that's really important to consider before we go into all the different programs is when you decide on what split is right for you you will get all the different answers on google and you can have your own biases and what's best but I think ultimately it comes down to your time the frequency, your experience level, and what's realistic for your lifestyle, really. I think also just to add to that really awesome list is what is your goal? Because um, I think also depending on like what your goal is, you may be used to doing a certain type of split more often than others. So for instance, I typically do a lot of like hypertrophy or, you know, growth type stuff. So I may err more towards like the push-pull legs where my frequency is as you mentioned, maybe it is like, you know, four to six days a week where I can spread that volume across the week versus having, you know, three super duper long full body sessions um, during the week. Kind of extending on the the frequency of like how often you can train or you want to train during the week is a, is a big takeaway. Because like, yeah, you could do PPL as like six days over the week. Or I know of some people that will only stick to three days of the the push day, the pull day, and then the, the legs day. But the amount of volume that they need to hit in that one singular session, it's got to be enough to almost like damage yourself and can kill yourself in order to get that adaptation um, by the next week. Um, so yeah, and I think also your 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 um, personality is also going to be a, a big contributing factor. Like if you like doing that, train to failure or like give yourself like a hundred percent effort and kill yourself every single session then maybe that might work for you and that maybe that's what gets you going but if you're the kind of person that I don't really want to kill myself or slug myself I'd like to be able to sustain my energy for the whole entire day and not be so damaged that I can't walk or get off the toilet or move my arms um, then maybe that um, extension of the six days uh, of the week might be more sustainable for you. So yeah, there's definitely like what you what you naturally uh, respond to um, when you're training as well. Absolutely. So I think backing into it, the first thing you want to ask yourself is like, what is the goal here? And maybe you have multiple goals. So maybe, you know, you want to build muscle, but you also want to get more flexible or you want to get stronger and you want to improve balance. So determining like what you're actually working towards and then working backwards. Okay, how many days do you have to allocate to this? How much time do you have to allocate? Because maybe you could you can train the six days as you mentioned, but you only have 30 
30 minutes that day. So it is going to make more sense to spread that volume or spread that work across the week versus trying to slam so much into one session. Vice versa, someone maybe you only have a couple of days a week where you can train, but you're very flexible on those days. That's where maybe a full body session is going to make more sense because you do have the time that you can allocate to actually get a lot of work or volume done on that day. And I think also it, it's down to, you know, I don't want to do like 3,000 different variations of a chest um, exercise. Um, like one, I don't like the burn. I don't like, you know, grunting or grinding or like doing any of that kind of, you know, behavioral patterns that will sometimes come out when people are doing that kind of workouts. Um, so I like to, yeah, I like to balance it out with like, I've got some legs, maybe train that until like I start to feel like I'm running out of juice and then you can do an upper body thing. Like that feels a little bit more sustainable, like personally for me, rather than like doing like so many different benches or chest presses or flies. But maybe, you know, maybe that's why guys really love a bench day or, or a chest day. Like, you know, you get that pump kind of thing, you know. I'm the same. I think it's really interesting. The, I know my leg day is going to be the hardest day of the week and I have to psych myself up for it. And I just know that's the whole lot of volume, nothing compared to Nika's volume. We all know that, <laughs> but <laughs> compared to what I'm used to, like a leg day feels really hard where I have, I used to do legs on Mondays, but I switched it to Tuesdays because I find in the beginning of the week, I'm don't on a Monday, I can't hype myself up enough to push through the leg day. And upper body day feels a lot easier. So I like to start my week with the upper body day, do the bench and do that. Again, nothing compared to Nika's <laughs> upper body volume. And that feels really easy. And then towards the end of the week, I know I have the full body days and they're still hard training days, but they're not as hard on the body as day one and two. And then as you get more tired throughout the week, that kind of works really well for me. So I think it's really important that you know your body and put those days around when suits you. For example, for some of my clients, I usually start with squats, but they might start with deadlifts in a week because they have like lower back issues. And there's no point of me putting deadlifts at the very last workout of the week when they've done a, a lot of work already. So choosing a split that works for you, but also being a little bit smart about the mechanics mm -hmm. and which lifts you start your week on, depending on your energy level, levels will definitely help as well. Yeah, you touch on that strategy, like when you're programming for your own clients. I, I do a similar thing. Um, I'll I'll usually do the deadlift earlier in the week, but because it's like I know, like my my clients tend to be like these high performing uh, corporate executives, and I just know come towards the end of the week, it's like any sort of high skill or really heavy intensity work. It's just going to be like not pointless, but maybe a little like the increased risk of like injury or um or yeah like that kind of stuff yeah. so I'll, uh, earlier in the week I'll, I'll do the high skill heavy stuff a little bit uh, towards the first half of the week and then like towards the end of the week I'm just like you, you know what like go do some accessories at the end of the week if you feel like you can deal with it um so yeah strategy of like when you when you put things like throughout the week is so is so important as well I was just going to say, we always say 
nothing like we always talk about like the volume that you have to do but it's like nothing compared to Nick's I feel like we have to like provide a bit of context for this in case for someone that's li listening for the first time um Nick's coach is Casey um who's also uh, a coach in our Vitruvian coach team um and we've seen your programs and all I gotta say is like Casey must like Casey is giving you so, like that's two hours I feel worth of work in the gym. I sometimes. come in in the morning and I'm like, what did I do to you? Who hurt <laughs> you? I'm just gonna put this out there because I I would actually love if someone tests it out or tries it out. You can use your short bar to do it, or I'd, I'd probably say short bar or handles to do it versus the long bar. But basically, we've probably heard of twenty ones correct? Uh, it's basically an iteration of like bicep curls where you do, you know, the lower part of the range followed by the upper part of the range, followed by the whole range. And then that seven times each, and that constitutes one set. Well, he's created this monster called 42, where you go bicep curls, full range of motion wide, full range of motion, narrow, uh, neutral, full range of motion, narrow, all with a supinated grip. So palms facing up seven, seven, seven. So that's 21. And then you do that same thing again with pronated grip. So palms facing down, wide, neutral, narrow to make 42. And that's one set. It is brutal. You do three sets of that. I did that five days ago and I've had T-Rex arms ever since. And in my program today, I had to do it again. And I couldn't go over five kilos. My, my arms are trash. And again, like some people will not like that. Some people do not like to feel like that. I embrace that sucky feeling. I know in a couple of weeks, it's not going to feel like that. So I'm kind of gritting my teeth now because I know it's going to get easier. But again, totally preference. I somewhat like enjoy being destroyed. So to each their own for sure. What like what are your splits anyway? Talking about splits, what what is your split? So my split is so I do have two lower body days. One's going to be more of a quad focus. One's going to be more like posterior chain, and then. I have two upper body days and an accessory day. And then usually I do, I've been incorporating a lot more mobility in there. So I wouldn't say it's like a push pull legs. Cause for instance, like today, you know, I had combination of pushing and pulling, but it'll be more like muscle group focus. So, you know, did biceps, shoulders and core, um, and isometric, some isometric work as well for core. So do like, you mean like core. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, do you mean like the way that you balance that upper might be like horizontal plane, vertical plane, or are you, it's just a combo of? It's it's typically a combination. Um, I will normally like see trends. So like today, um, I would say it was more like muscle group focus. It was very much, or at least this block that I'm doing right now is more specific targeting muscles. So like my session today is uh, core, but like weighted, like it's heavy core day, as well as uh, biceps and heavy shoulders. So I it's don't think I've a core day ever in my life. <laughs> I like it. I don't have a core day, but I always have core in my accessories and I always like skim through it and I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I do core in my warm ups and that's it. Yeah, I'll do it as like, as, as a warm up, as like, like anti-flexion, anti-like extension, like that's, that's about it. No, just won't. Actually, um, the side bends that we did in the, um, the Vitruvian World Series last week, I was like, I was like, I was like oh, this is the most amount of like reps of core 
that I've done in a long time. I actually thought they were really cool because you can get heaps of points. I uh, yeah. hated the exercise and I usually said, oh my God, no, this is a stupid exercise. I don't want to do that. But then when we did it, I actually really enjoyed it because you one, you could get heaps of points. Two, it was really, really easy. And three, I never do it. So it was a bit of a change and it was a nice break from all the pool movements. Um, but yeah, my forearms are still recovering from that world challenge. Oh, uh, yeah. My grip I, my deadlift yeah. slipped. It was, it was not fun. Yeah, I spent the weekend um, sitting on my hands, like face down, like right by my sides, because it was like I, like I just needed to stretch my forearms like that. Yeah, that World Series challenge was hectic. <laughs> that was that was insane. Um, yeah. I was going to say, what are your goals next? Because like kind of circling back to the amount of volume that you're doing, what are your goals? Are, are you are you wanting yeah. to get bigger? Or like, what is the deal? Yeah, I, I know we touched. I know we touched on yeah, Ducey for sure. I know we touched on it like on another podcast. Probably one of my made my Achilles heel is struggling to focus on one thing because I want to do everything and anything. Like I want to do acrobatics. I want to do handstands. I want to be really good at that. And that all sounds great, but the actual execution without having like a true focus, you never get any of it done. And I've definitely struggled with that. Where. I'll make some headway towards one goal, but then never quite get there. So right now I would say at this very point in time, I am actually doubling down on like growth. I haven't done a proper bulk in, I want to say since maybe like 2017 or 18, like where I'm actively trying to put on mass. So right now coach has like significantly up the calories. So I'm not just, you know, and I'm probably going to stick with this for at least six to eight months, maybe even a full year and like maximize that potential. So hypertrophy is definitely on the table in conjunction with that. I appreciate, I've probably spoken about some of my injuries as well. Mobility has become a huge focus. So I actually have a coach. Uh, I was actually boxing with him for a period of time, but he also like specializes like in like gymnastics and like some of the like contortion type stuff. So I've been literally going to him just to like stretch and I want to basically want to move in any way that I feel fit. Like if I'm just, I'm going to jump off this curb. I don't want to hurt myself or roll an ankle. Like I'm definitely thinking about like longevity at this point where it's like, I want to grow strength is, I know I'm saying a lot of different goals now. Strength is important, but I'm not necessarily trying to max out on any particular lift at this time. It's more, how does that support the growth journey? How does that fit in with like, I guess, like my progressive overload, because as you mentioned, like the sessions I'm doing have tons of volume, but not every session can be, because I think that one really long session that you're talking about actually when encountered is like 49 sets. I can't do that every day for six days, like six days a week. That's like my longest session. And I don't think I could take more than one of those a week. It's just, it's a lot. I'd say on average, they are more towards like 30 sets. And that's just an anomaly. I, 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 I feel like he was messing. I feel like he is Casey. You're messing with me on that day. Shoulders and biceps. I think he's just messing with me. Um, so at some point, you know, I would like to reduce the actual like numbers of, you know, sets and reps, and I'd rather go heavier. And again, that's a preference thing. It's again, it's all about just improving or not improving, but increasing that training volume over time. So if you are short on time, I might go heavier and cut a few reps off uh, just to get that same kind of stimulus. Um, 
okay, again, what tangent, circling back goals. Okay, get bigger and improve mobility. Like I'm, I've set for myself for the end of the year to have like the splits in every direction. I promise I'll update and let you know how that goes. Um, and then from there we go into like hyper flexibility. So like being able to go even beyond floor level and then handstands, aerial backflip. Th those are, that's like my list of like things to knock out. <laughs> so it's very like skills types, I guess. Yeah. Next year, Nick is going to open up her classes with welcome to Vitruvian backflipping into the scene and <laughs> I can envision it. That should be a goal. Then she's like just casually having like a hot place and flip from one machine to the other. Um, and then we get started with your <laughs> actual muscle growth. That's ambitious. Yeah, like if we don't see your classes in a year from now, like where you're, where you're doing all sorts of crazy stuff, like we'll, we'll be just, we're going to hold you accountable actually, I reckon. I think, yeah. I think we should. Yeah. A year from now, in May 2024, I would like is it 23? <laughs> um, I would like you back flipping into an intro. Oh, into an intro. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you, so you instead of standing on the machine saying, hey, Vitruvian team, I'm Coach Nix, I want to backflip and be like, uh, yes. Yeah. Everyone heard your best <laughs> May 2024. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> May 2024. <laughs> I feel like we've covered um, a lot of PPL. Like what what about um, the comparison with full body training? We touched base on it like very lightly, but let's dig into that a little bit. How about you, V? Um, I feel yeah. like it, you said that it's something that you do. I feel like you started off. I really enjoy the idea of full body training. I really enjoy it with clients as well, because I think for someone that might only be able to train three times a week, we can ensure that they're hitting enough volume and hitting their muscle groups often enough during that week and really focusing on growth without having to do two hour long sessions. And while it might not be ideal or they might not get the best results because they only have the three days, we can make it to a maximum and like utilize those three days in a time that they do have. And the idea, or I like full body days as well, because you can do supersets with opposing muscle groups so it's time efficient again most of my clients or myself no not so much myself most of my clients do have a 45 to an hour time slot for a gym session so if I give them a full body workout and depending on what gym they're going to I can superset a couple of things it makes it a lot more time efficient and then for me personally I'm not as committed as Nick's and I'm a bit lazy so if I get to superset things and get things done quicker I'm very much like short and sweet in and out um kind of person especially when it comes to my full body days I really enjoy the benefits from that and being able to distribute the pain so rather than maxing out my shoulders and dying I get to do shoulders and it's it's it hurts but it's not as bad. And then on the next day I get to do shoulders again and it hurts, but it's not as bad as doing like five sets of something. Mm -hmm. So that works really well for me. And I think it is a nice one for everyone that doesn't have enough time. And mm -hmm. that will be my go-to. So if someone is, they can realistically only train three times a week, I would never give them a push-pull leg because I would always, uh, well, not always, but I would recommend doing full bodies 
just so we can get more bang for the buck and time efficiency as well. I think it's that, yeah, you kind of touch base on like by doing it every day, you're lowering the super, super, or you're narrowing or is it narrowing or lowering? Because the bottom one is also coming up. Anyway, you're narrowing the super compensation curve a little bit. Someone's going to butcher me in the comments for saying narrower. Um, but basically, I'm going to try and do this so that you can see it. If it needs to be reversed, someone's going to have to figure that out. But if this was um, time, and then here you had um, like effort and recovery, it's like at the time that you're you're doing your training session, you're you're generally inducing some some sort of damage to the body, and so like you know that that line go, goes down and then as you're recovering it, it's supposed to basically uh, overcompensate for that point of time which you did the training session and so the whole point of the body doing that is because it basically is in survival mode like if that ever happened to us again we want to make sure that we aren't as damaged as the time that that happened and that's when it kind of comes up and then ideally you're hacking the tip of that compensation um, and that's when you do your training session again, and then same thing, it can't, it'll dip and it'll super compensate. And if you have a look at that over time, it's like linear progression. So when we're training, it, it, you're hacking the curves a little bit, because if you did them like almost every day, like those curves are narrower or shorter or squished. Um, yeah, compared to when you do these PPL, the, the push-pull leg kind of days where if you want to be able to recover in time and hit that super compensation curve the following week, when you do that same training session, you almost need to damage it like a whole, a whole, like that curve needs to dip down a whole lot deeper because, you know, if you don't induce that training session again to the body, it'll basically bring itself back down to homeostasis, back to baseline. So that's what we mean by the amount of volume that you have to do, um, depending on like how often you can train if you want to progress and you're very serious about your goals, like you have to do a lot of volume, you have to dip that curve like really, really deep in order to hack the tip of the curve the come, come the following week. And so, yeah, it's that's why like that psychology of like, you know, if you love to kill yourself and absolutely obliterate yourself, then maybe that, that deep that curve damage is going to be like what speaks to you. Um, but if you're like me and V and we don't want to kill ourselves, like, maybe those everyday bite-sized like squishier curves uh, is what's sustainable to to get you to your goals realistically i think another really like on the back of that another really important point because it's all well and good saying like oh you need so much volume the reality is you also have to take into account your training age how long have you been training for is this are you new to resistance training? Have you been doing it for two years, three years, 10 years, 15, 20 years? It's, it's going to be completely different. If you're introducing movement or introducing training for the very first time, I would probably not recommend going hard and paid at six days a week. At that point, the goal is adherence. And we've, we've talked about this in probably multiple episodes by now, like the biggest indicator of how you will progress towards your goals is how well do you adhere to them? How consistent are you? So setting yourself up for a six day week program where, you know, you have, you don't have a history of actually training even three days a week isn't setting ourselves up for success. And I think starting at somewhere at three, four days a week, that's probably 
a really, really, really awesome place to start. Because the reality is even when you asked me about like my splits and my training sessions, I would say the bulk of my work is really done in four days. Sometimes it'll spill over into a fifth day, but really the last days I'm still training, but it's more of like recovery mobility. It's, I wouldn't consider it as part of my split or where I'm trying to actually get serious volume. And the other factor, I guess, training age will also play is also, again, we're developing that skill. So, you know, the more often you've done that movement pattern, the more comfortable you're going to be with the form, the more comfortable you'll feel at higher loads. And so for instance, like myself, if you are going through an injury and you know, you can't hit certain loads. I may need to add more volume to hit that muscle group in a certain way because I can't get to certain weights or I am limited in a certain range. So I have to almost work around it. Like we're sort of, you know, trying to fit the pieces of a puzzle together and it's going to look completely different for every single person. So there's no just one way. I very much believe in this. Like there's no one way to get to the destination you want. There's so many different paths. It's just setting out your non-negotiables. Like I can only train this amount. I will only be working out this many days a week, setting those non-negotiables ahead of time and then working backwards to what would be the best split or session routine for you. Something else to consider on that note is as well, is the weight training the only training you're doing or are you doing cardio outside of it? Are you going boxing? Are you doing dancing? Is there any other hobbies that you have that need your body to function? Because probably one of the worst things is if you are doing a bit of strength training and then you're doing dancing on the side, if you're getting super, super stiff after you've smashed your legs for two hours in the gym, you're probably less functioning in the other sports that you do. So it's something to consider. Or if you're, I don't know, a hockey athlete or something and you have a game day on Sunday, it's probably not a good idea to do your heavy legs on the Saturday and have like a different split because that volume compared to your other goals doesn't make as much sense. So I think considering that is really important, but then also if it's fat loss, cool. Like if you got to get your steps in and your cardio in maybe two upper body days and two lower body days over full body and or PPL will help you more because then on the upper body days, you might be able to put the cardio at the end of it rather than having to allocate an extra day for that again, depending on your time and what you've got available and your goals. There's definitely other splits as well. And Christine, we haven't really talked about your training at all. Do you want to share some insights? How, what splits do you prefer? What other splits are there? Well, I think like kind of what you're talking about now, I feel like leads into this like natural segue into to what I do because um, I do all the Olympic lifting. Um and so a lot of that programming, I'll do it three days, I do it three days a week. And so a lot of that programming is, you know, very specific to, you know, um, to my sport. So a lot of it is a lot of shoulders, um, a lot of, you know, power, uh, a lot of like heavy lifts with power. So with increased velocity, I've got to do them all really, really fast. Um, and then I do every other day, um, in the, in the, just the usual gym with my partner, and a lot of that is a lot of accessory work that I probably won't be able to fit in from my training session the day before, um, or it's a lot of prehab work. So I will do, like right now, it's funny, we talk about, we've touched base on injury as well, because I'm <laughs> going to go to the physio today. Um, I've got this weird nerve-like pain. I don't want to call it pain. It's more of an annoyance. Um, and, and it's definitely like, you know, uh, uh, radiating from like my elbow 
um, sometimes in my wrist. And it's right now, I'm just noticing it when I'm eccentrically loading either my wrist or my elbow from an overhead position, um, or sometimes when I'm like chest pressing, so concentric in a horizontal way. Um, and so a lot of my other work is just for health of my joints. Um, don't go, don't grow old because I'm getting old. Um, and I have to do a lot more of that like joint care, uh, pre-care and aftercare um, outside of my weightlifting sessions. Um, so I, I still do full body in that certain degree. And it's very much more specific to the sport that um, I choose to um, engage in. So yeah, a lot of shoulders, a lot of, you know, mobility in the thoracic area. So there, there is a bit of like a, and mobility isn't just like, you know, the movement of, of the actual body. It's like loaded mobility so that I'm actually strong in that movement. It's not just me trying to get to that position because like, yeah, okay. without weight, you know, I can, I can move freely, but as soon as you load me up, it's like, you can see the weaknesses because like that range is completely shortened. And so I'm busy trying to get like a better range um, with a heavy, like under a solid amount of weight. So full body all the way for me, but that's because it's specific to the sport that I choose to engage in. Um, and I also don't like to kill myself. It's funny because I did CrossFit for a little bit and I did it. I honestly did it with the intention to get more cardiovascular training in like like I said getting older I need to look after my heart and my lungs a bit more um and so I did it for that purpose because you I, I can't run I can't don't make me do a circuit don't make me do hit I'm just the kind of I actually went to a BFT class and for anyone that isn't in Australia it's similar to your F45 but it's more traditional movement so it's more like, you know, your bench, your, your squats, not so much um, these multi-exercise things with like lots of toys. Um, so I did that and it was a cardio day and there were so many stations, so many groups, and there was three people in, in each group. And one of the people in my group was my friend. The other one I had never met before. I was definitely going into this place for the first time. And I, I was, I don't really, <laughs> I'm not good at cardio that I would just kind of sit here and like every once in a while, like let go and just like, like die myself. And cause I was talking to my friend and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm dying. And I think halfway through this million circuit thing, the lady that I didn't really know, she was just like, you're psyching me out. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then I, I was like, I'm not going to stand next door anymore. And I said to my friends, like, quick, you have to go over there. I'm like, I think she's not vibing my energy. You have to be in between us. She's <laughs> all hating on me right now. But um, yeah, circling back, I've got it. I do full body out of um, one because I don't want to kill myself. I don't like killing myself. Um, or at least I don't respond to that kind of thing very well emotionally. And two, I just have to do it for like my chosen sport. I also just want to throw out there. So even if you do like six days a week, I wouldn't consider it like killing yourself. Um, how do I put this? I feel like I sound like such a masochist because of the training that I do. And maybe it isn't a, a popular way to train. And that's absolutely fine. I, I personally like having this like purpose each day and movement is very therapeutic. It's so integrated into my routine that even if, again, there isn't like a specific muscle group that's even programmed, I'm still going to go in and I'm going to 
work on like one of the skills I mentioned. That's why I think it's also really powerful to not just have a resistance training goal, but some other type of movement goal. And that could be like any skill that could be mastering a pull-up that could be wanting to box jump a certain amount that could be getting better at dance. It, like literally any other type of movement in conjunction, because I would say the four to five days is going to go towards that main, the volume is going to go towards that resistance goal, but then you can also fill in the gaps. And when you still want to go and do something, you can work towards this other skill as well. So I'm not a masochist, I promise. When I, when I say I train four times a week, that doesn't mean that I lay on the couch or in my bed for the, for the other few days. I think movement should be part of every single day. And that might look different on my off days, for example, on Wednesdays, I go boxing and yesterday I actually went for a run unheard of. I know it was only three and a half K. So, <laughs> and then on like the weekend when I don't train, I go for walks and I move my body still. I'm very lazy when it comes to the mobility and yoga side of things, but that's another form of movement that you can incorporate, especially if you have niggles and that might be like a little bit less movement. It's less toxic or like less hard on the body but you're still doing something you're still moving and you're keeping a routine I think it's really important that especially for that now that's a bit of a side tangent but if you're having looking at sleep you're meant to go to bed at a certain time and you're meant to get up at a certain time to keep like the rhythm going so if you have four days of training a week and you get up really early but then you have three sleep-ins it doesn't really work so it might as well you might as well keep something going and keep that momentum and keep yourself in a routine so that when it comes to your training day after a rest day, it doesn't feel so hard getting up again because you're already in that routine as well. So I think just because Nika trains six days a week or I only train four, everyone should still be using some movement on their rest days. And I'm a big advocate of like active rest days or active recovery days, whatever you would like to call them and still keep your body moving just for mindset and mental clarity as well. Well, it's that distinction between like training or working out and training is like, you know, I'm I'm here for a structured program or like here to do structured work because it's going to get me towards like a goal that I have. And then there's that workout of, okay, I don't have a training day today, but I'm still going to get out there and I'm going to still do a workout um, for mental clarity, you know, mood regulation, whatever. Like, okay, if, we, if we're talking about that now, I maybe train you know, five days a week, if we're going to take that seriously. Um, but I work out every day. So yeah, yeah, for clarity, like, yeah, there's a distinction between the two. Um, I definitely do one every day before I go to work. Uh, because I like to start my day with waking up my central nervous system. And I feel like that really sets me up for success for the rest of the day. When I have to sit down behind a monitor and just like, just say the one thing for the rest of the day. Um, so for that, uh, for that reason, it's like, it's like training and working out is so important just for general health and life. So I'm going to, that's, I've kind of carried on the back end of your tangent being, you know, mm -hmm. circling back. Yeah. Just because you train six days a week, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you have to flog yourself. Like we keep kind of giving Nick's some shit. Sure. And, and just, you know, no, and even on that note, oftentimes when you do, and one of the reasons I do do that is 
so I can spread the volume. You keep referring to this like crazy, crazy, like that's one of my sessions in the entire week. So I like one really, really massive one. And then four, I would say more moderate, like, you know, you see in the 20 to 30 set range of it, like a standard session. The other reason I probably take a lot of time is I take long rest. I probably take more rest than I need. And some people are like, they're like, boom, boom, boom. And I do do supersets and I'll superset those two, but then I take a super long rest after that. So I would say another, I guess, Achilles heel is I love my rest. I walk, you know, walk around, I <laughs> drink water. I have to like make sure the right song is playing. Like I, I go through a thing. So for me, it's really, it's like me going to the spa. Like that is my spa time. I soak it in. I live it up. Um, so my sessions, it's very much that I almost like don't want them to end, if that makes sense. Yeah, so no, I'm the same as yeah, I'm the same as you because I'm like I don't really do that many supersets unless it's really the tail end of my program and it's like light to moderate weight, and I, I'm fine to do that. I don't like to superset any of my heavier stuff because I'm the same. Like I like to rest. I'm like, well, not heavy. But like mainly the, you know, if we we're going to talk about like your program as like your entree, your main, your desserts, um, I definitely don't like to superset maybe my entrees or my mains, barely even my desserts, um, because I like to to rest <laughs> a lot. Um, I get told off all the time by my coach. She's like, you've been sitting down for too long. Come on. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I'll look at the time I'm like, it's been four minutes. So I was like... <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I just like to rest. I like to superset my accessories because I get demotivated by the end of it. So I rest the long time between the heavy lifts and my A's and B's in my program split, if I go that way. But then by that time, I'm like, my squats take me usually 30 minutes. My deadlifts usually take me 30 minutes. And then I'm already there for an hour and I've done maybe like, five heavy reps really and then I still have especially on a leg day then I have hex squats and I have hip thrusts and then I have abductions and I have hip extensions and that will then easily take me another 30 minutes at least if I wasn't even supersetting them so I'm like nah my motivation is done my nervous system's cooked I just need to get get it over and done with so the last few I superset or triceps and biceps is something I hate training so if it's at the very end, I'm better yeah. off actually supersetting it rather than skipping it. But yeah, that's personal preference. Again, I think also something that we have mentioned, just because you're starting with one split doesn't mean that you have to do the split for the rest of your life. You might go through phases and you might change and you want to track your progress and see how your body is actually adapting to it. And then your lifestyle might change. You might get a new job or something else might change and you have less or more time. So you might want to change the things that are out there again. So I think it's really important to keep in mind that just because something works for Nika, Christina, or I, it might not work for you. So you can go, it's really all about trial. Like try it, give it a couple of weeks, maybe at least six, so you've got a decent block, four to six or four to eight. So you've got a decent block of training, see how you feel with it, see how you recover and then make changes to it again. And then modify it. Maybe you will have a block where you just do six workouts a week and then, you go on holiday, you might only do two workouts a week. So things will always change. And it's really good if you have all the tools in your toolbox and you can pick and choose and you understand yourself, but also understand what's around rather than believing whatever the internet says, this is the best thing for everyone. 
I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like you, you need to kind of experiment a little bit with like what you were like, what you mentally respond to, um, what you personally prefer, um, as well as, you know, what is sustainable for your, the rest of your life, not the rest of your life, but like the other things of your life. So like for work, for, you know, if you have kids or, you know, if you like what, like social, um, uh, kind of circles it's it's just about like what is the what is the perfect balance you know what I mean the perfect do workout doesn't exist if you can't adhere to it so um I, yeah we kind of touched base on it at the beginning of like you know frequency is is also a consideration when you're picking what kind of split you want to do um it, it's because at the, at the beginning it's why we ask our um you know, new clients or people that want to work with us for the first time, like how often do you want to commit to at the, at the beginning? Because there's that consideration of like, okay, well, what is happening around the rest of your life that we need to make sure that we're not stealing energy from when we're programming or when we're we're doing this kind of volume or doing these kind of splits. Um, so yeah, there, there's that element of like just finding out what works for you. And in order to find out what works for you, you kind of have to commit to it for, you know, a, a decent amount of time for the body to want to do it, it uh, to naturally adapt. So maybe that is for like, for four to six weeks, you're like, okay, I'm going to do like a, an additional day from what I usually do. I usually do two, I'm going to do three, and I'm going to commit to that for three to four weeks and see how that feels. Um, or, you know, changing a split, I'm, I've never done PPL before okay, I'm going to commit to that for four, six weeks to see how I feel about that. And I think that's the thing, that's the recurring thing here is like the three of us have trained for a very long time, um, for extended amounts of time and long enough to know what we naturally gravitate towards, what we naturally respond to. Um, and so we can speak about like what we like to do and, and what, what, what we respond to because we've done that experimentation ourselves. I think that's the thing also when people are usually asking these questions of like, what kind of workout should I be doing? Should it be a, a PPL? Should it be a full body split? A lot of that is like, actually like, I like what, what do you like? And if you don't know what you like yet, just go out and have fun. Like this is like a period of discovery, like put aside like the, this like urgency to get to, get to your end destination like you know tomorrow or yesterday and and just have fun in the process like find out what you like doing because that that kind of stuff is fun um that's why nix has about a million different things that she wants to do and that's why she's going to be back flipping into her her classes oh, uh, this time next year you've heard it here first the <laughs> last thing i just want to note on that is as often as possible, like, let's set ourselves up for success because I've gone through periods where, you know, I was on top of my training and then I've had even up to years where I just like super in inconsistent with my training. And once that momentum wanes, like PTs, coaches, people you see in the gym all the time, like we're all human. If we go a period without training or breaking that routine, it's just as difficult to get the ball rolling again and there's a lot of resistance there so again setting ourselves up for the wins or setting or at least setting ourselves up for success in the sense that if you are newer to resistance training and you're not sure what to do or what you like yet really think about 
uh, how many days you can allocate, like back into it that way. What is my goal? How often can I train? How long do I have for? And just focus on those simple things because going into a six day a week program when you've never done a six day a week program before, like I, I've literally done this where I tell my coach, okay, I want this many days a week. And it's been a hot minute since I've been consistent. And after three days, I don't fit, follow through with the rest of it. And that doesn't feel good, not just in ourselves, but if you're more real with yourself up front and you think about, okay, if I can commit to three days a week and I commit to this for four weeks, that's 12 sessions. That's 12 sessions of volume versus being like, I'm going to go and get it done. I'm going to do six days a week. And then you do that for one week and that's only, and then you never do it again. That's six days of volume. So like looking at that over time, the person who's going to be consistent will always err ahead. That's why you almost need to be really realistic with yourself. Like, you know, you may have been training for a very long time, but if, if there's been breaks in between, or if you're coming back after having a break for, you know, even two months, you know, it, it only takes like two weeks of a different like way of doing things for the body to start adapting to that. So if you've taken like, you know, two weeks off, all of us have done it over the holidays <laughs> where you don't train like you would usually for like two weeks and you come back and you're like, bloody hell, like this is hard. Um, it's It's so important to be realistic about, you know, for your own health and for your own longevity, um, how you're uh, approaching like this next stage of your training. I think that actually wraps it up beautifully. Remember your own individual goals. Remember mm -hmm. your lifestyle. Make sure that you try things, stick to it and have fun. Have fun. With all your training. That's probably really important as well. While it hurts, you should mm -hmm. still make sure that you actually enjoy it to some extent.